Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Random Beats presents Matt Mania Podcast. The Southwest Authority on Wrestling, Hip-Hop, and Everything in Between. Featuring T-Call, Rock Knowledge, The Neo-X, and Producer G1 to the rescue. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is the three most important letters in sports, entertainment, digital media on the Southwest, M-M-P. What's cracking? Welcome to another edition of Matt Mania Podcast. This is episode 175. I go by the name of G1 to the rescue, Mr. Let's Go And of course, y'all know that we got the villain on the line. T Carl, what up, bro? Yeah, what's good, man? What's cracking, man? How's your week been, sir? Um, chilling still. Um social distancing. Ain't got out in them ain't got out in them young streets yet. And you gotta, gotta get out of just a little bit. You ain't gotta go crazy, crazy. What this whole experience I think has taught us is moderation. So you gotta get out a little bit, man. Yeah, I took a walk when I went to go get something to eat. That's <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. Uh, first of all, man, let's let, let's pay some bills. Uh, you know, first and foremost. We appreciate every single person that supports this podcast. You're streaming it on your Spotify. You're streaming it on your Apple Podcast. Shout out to Geekscape.net for giving us a platform as well. Uh, we also want to show love to our Patreon subscribers who week in, week out, do our favorite thing, which is what, T? Pay that money. Goddamn right. And, uh, you know. Always keep the content going, man. We definitely got some great stuff in store as always. We keep the the exclusive episodes running, and then we got some other things in the works as well. You know, fans, y'all give us about a good a good month or so. I, I got some things in the works to, to get us all back in, in the studio in one place. I don't know how it is where where some of you may be. But in Arizona, they kind of they, they kind of let us loose, but everybody's being smart about it. So I think I got a solution to to our situation. So the stuff's gonna be. Gonna I don't be think everybody here. being smart about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't agree with that. Yeah, that's true, man. If everybody was being smart about it, then I wouldn't still be in the house. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's true, man. And of course, we got a bunch of crazy stuff going on in the world that we ain't gonna get into right now. But um, outside of that, man. Let's get into our favorite segment of the show, one of our favorite segments of the show, where we talk about something non-wrestling related that we may have indulged in this week. It's the put-over, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to kick things off with T-Call. T, what'd you get into this week, man? What you putting over? Um, so what I'm going to be putting over this week is um, a comedian by the name of Tom Segura. Um, I was dropping some, some links to him in the in the group chat earlier today. Yes, sir. So he's basically been um 
been talking shit about wrestling <laughs> and riling, riling wrestling fans up. <laughs> Any wrestling. So he's like, if it's scripted, how come I can't be? So he's just been talking shit and I dropped some links to some videos in the, um, in the group chat where he um, was getting shouted out by um, Ric Flair and Bret Hart and um, Kurt Angle and, you know, was talking shit. He was talking, he talked some shit about Kenny Omega. <laughs> Clearly he's a fan. He's just talking shit just to be talking shit. About, <laughs> about AEW, he called uh-huh. um, Sammy, Sammy Wackavera. Oh, that's funny as hell. So he really, really rough the feathers, huh? And um, and yeah, you know, so he's got a podcast as well that he does with his wife. It's called Your Mom's House. <laughs> and I was just watching the latest episode today that he had a bunch of um, like other comedians and stuff on there that like wrestling, and you know, was talking crap to him. And Ron Funches was on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. friend, like, friend of Matt Manion. Yeah, so Ron Funches is on there, dressed up like um, dressed up like Ric Flair, dropping <laughs> dropping dropping promos on Tom Segura. Love, that's dope. So, and then okay. Tom Segura, Tom Segura was on there talking shit about the Rock, talking about <laughs> um, and what he, he called wrestling. Um, what did he say? He said it was um. Weight weightlifting ballet or something like that, <laughs> um, and he said that The Rock tried to play a real sport, and then um, and and couldn't cut it. So now he had to go to wrestling. Oh, that's hilarious! That's fucked up. Oh man, but you know that's a comedian's job, man. To ruffle some feathers, man, and say some controversial shit. The fact that he knows everybody clearly, he watches you know, all products, so much love to Tom Segura. Um Right, and if he and if he don't watch it and if he don't like it, I you know, I don't really care because he's he's a comedian and this shit is funny and I laugh at it. I'm a wrestling fan and exactly. I still laugh. They show some um some merchandise that they got. It it was this T shirt that had um it said it said like flat earthers and then that was crossed out. And then it had said something else, and then that was crossed out, and then it said like wrestling fans. Uh. So, <laughs> so I'm like, shit, I'd cop something like that. Like, it don't matter. I I enjoy stand up comedy, and I enjoy wrestling. Absolutely, that's that's dope. So does he have a? So this is from a new special that he has out right now. What is it? Netflix? No, none of this was on a Netflix special. It's just um on his um on his podcast. On, oh, okay, just on my podcast. Yeah, your mom's house. That's where he was talking this shit about um, wrestling. If you okay. go to his Insta- if you go to his Instagram page, though, he got clips of it on there. Okay, okay, that's what's up, man. Again, much much love to Tom Segura. Um, you know, check out your mom's house if you, you know, of course, on the comedy thing. And then you can always come right back to Mad Mania podcast because you already know we don't need a real to real like a VHS as we do. Yeah, and his and his most recent stand up special was called Ball Hall. Yeah, Ball Hog, that's, that's on Netflix. That's the one. That, yeah, that, that shit was funny. Uh, my boy Josh had me watching that. Shout out to Josh. But yeah, man, uh, Tom Segura, Ball Hog on Netflix right now. Uh, check out his podcast with him and his wife. 
Um, like I said, clearly he's a fan of the business. So, uh, you know, definitely wrestling fans don't go crazy and take everything personal. It's, it's super dope. Um, myself, I'm going to put over. So everybody knows that one of my favorite uh, video games of the last uh, year has been uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I love everything from the gameplay to just some of the revamps of some of the classic characters to just some revamps of the stages. It looks beautiful on a 4K screen. Um, just yesterday, uh, NetherRealm Studios released the, uh, the first story expansion um, for Mortal Kombat 11. This is called Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. And this is a, this is a great thing. I don't think they've ever done something before to where they've extended the story of a Mortal Kombat game. And so if you play all the way through it, which, uh, which I did um, just yesterday, it's about a three-hour campaign, and it involves um, basically, for those of you that haven't played the game already, spoiler alert, it's been out since last year. You probably should have bought it if you're a fan. Um, so spoiler alert, Liu Kang is the, uh, is the god of – Fire and Thunder, you know, with Raiden relinquishing some of his power to him now and, you know, restoring the balance of time and space. Uh, we get a visit from Shang Tsung, which, of course, is, as many of you know, is played by Shang Tsung from the films, Carrie Tagawa, both motion capture and voice. And Shang Tsung is, um, is asking Raiden, Liu Kang, and a couple of other guys to team up with him against uh, Cetrion, who's one of the the, the main villains and her whole trying to mess up the time flow, uh, along with a great uh, new three-hour campaign story that expands on the existing story. We also get three new DLC characters, and uh, those three are the following. We get Shiva, basically female Goro. She plays like a dream, a complete bruiser, a lot of grapples. Yes, she has the telestomp, has to happen. Uh, we get one of my favorite characters in the franchise, which is uh, Lord Fujin, uh, Elder God of Wind and Raiden's brother. Uh, we haven't seen him in a Mortal Kombat game in about 14 years since Mortal Kombat Armageddon on PlayStation 2. So it's good to have him back. And when I say he, he bar none, is my favorite character right now. I love playing with him. I love using his attacks. My man do some Skywalking type shit. It's crazy, bro. And our third DLC character in this is <laughs> the one and only RoboCop, uh, both face capture and voice capture from RoboCop himself, uh, legendary actor Peter Weller from the RoboCop films. Yes, and I'm going to tell you right now, for those of you who haven't played through the expansion yet, uh, RoboCop it, nothing that he does is stylish. Nothing that he does is pretty. RoboCop just going to kick you and shoot you to death. He got bombs. He got a rifle. He got that automatic nine. He's good. <laughs> if you want a zoning character, if you want one of them cheap people that just want a zoning character to just file motherfuckers with, RoboCop is your man. He probably got some of the most brutal uh, – brutalities and fatalities. One thing I want to note is, um, and, and fans of RoboCop will attest to this, one thing I want to note is that there, uh, two of, one of his fatalities and one of his brutalities is actually based on things that happened in the first film. 
if you remember how how if you remember how uh, Alex Murphy oh got so killed. one of his finishing moves is he shoots you in the dick yes sir that actually is the right. yes yes absolutely <laughs> that's one of his that's one of his brutalities and he does a fatality like that to where uh, he he lights up a bomb shoots you in the dick the bullet goes through your dick out your ass hits the bomb you fucking explode he walks away from the explosion on some Power Rangers type shit. <laughs> This shit is crazy. And uh, and then one of his brutalities is the way that they killed him in the first movie, the way that gang killed him. Remember, they fired his ass up, shot him in one hand, then popped him in the head. That's one of his brutalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, the villain be on the ground like, no, bow, <laughs> whole brain splattered on the ground. Crazy. But yeah, man, um, pick that up for, for existing Mortal Kombat 11 uh, players. The aftermath expansion is forty dollars. Again, you get the expanded three-hour campaign and three new characters, a bunch of new costumes, a bunch of new parts. So the customization options got even crazier. You'll really love this if you're a fan. Uh, definitely go check that out. And for those of you that don't have the game, uh, they're they're actually putting out a Mortal Kombat 11 aftermath. This with with all the new shit already included. So if you don't have the game and you want to just jump right into the new shit. Go get that, too. So that's what it is. That's the put-over segment for the day. Uh, much love to my boys in NetherRealm Studios back, back in my hometown. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. So let's uh, let's get into some wrestling, man. Without further ado, uh, woo, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. A lot happened this week, man. Uh, first thing man, we want to we'll get, we'll get through it quick. Yeah, Thanks, yeah absolutely. I mean, we'll get through it quick because it's only me and you. I said, this is the second time this has happened. Because during the Arizona Hip Hop Festival, that, that show was just me and you, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've done two man shows before. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was the day where we had the intro playing and he was like, we ain't half these people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, so let's jump right into some wrestling. Uh, we'll start from, uh, from SmackDown of last week. SmackDown was... Uh, was was pretty interesting. Uh, of course, we had some. Of course, we had a little bit of uh, a little bit of rivalry. Uh, there was a dirt sheet segment with uh, John Morrison and the Miz, and then we had uh, Braun Strowman come in, and uh, you know they accepted the challenge. So it looks like uh, Braun is uh, Braun is definitely holding his own as a champion, man. I, I I'm liking it. It took me a minute. It took a minute to really grow on me, but I'm liking him more as Universal Champion. I feel like that might be something that's long overdue. See, what are your thoughts? I feel like he's boring right now with the championship. <laughs> and that, you know, I mean, it don't help that, you know, there's no fans and shit right now, but yeah, um, I just, I feel like they missed their time when people uh, wanted Brock to be champion. And plus, because he didn't really like earn the champion like you know he won that match so he earned it but he wasn't the original person who was supposed to be in that position That's so it's just a lot of stuff that make this championship run of his kind of lackluster to me in my opinion yeah and i guess i really didn't think about it that way because if i had thought about it that way i probably would agree with you on that that's really the only part because i mean Strowman is an entertaining guy but I guess if you have to look at it from that angle, it's not the best time for him to have a title run. But it's like, 
with shit, with shit like that, it's better now or never. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, we also had a uh, a returning AJ Styles uh, go up against uh, Shinsuke the Nakamura. Immortal, the immortal AJ Styles. The immortal AJ Styles. I'm telling you, man, go up go up against uh, you know Shinsuke Nakamura in for the uh, in the Intercontinental Title Tournament that they're currently doing right now. That was a solid, 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 solid match. Uh, we've seen some really great stuff. Of course, uh, AJ won, so you know he'll be moving on in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Solid match all the way around. Very freaking cool. Uh, there was a champion versus champion match. We've seen Charlotte Flair uh, versus Bailey. Hey, question. So, so how do you feel about you know? Again, I know we kind of briefly touched on the wild card, the, the new unspoken wild card uh, just last week the show, but you got Charlotte walking around with the NXT title showing up on SmackDown, showing up on NXT, showing up on everything. Do you feel like she's like the true dominant NXT champion? Well, I just feel like um, they got to put more people that you want to see on these shows mm-hmm. because since, since you know it's not no fans and it's like they got to find ways to keep the people engaged so they can't be like, oh, watch this show or watch this show. They need everybody on all the show. Yeah, and I, that does make a lot of sense. So it, it helps, you know. And plus, you know, we know Charlotte's good on the mic. We know Charlotte is is great in the ring. Uh, you know, we know Bailey could definitely hold her own, and they really put up a they really put up a good little story. The the build up with them from last week was just really dope. The way that Charlotte was kind of getting under. Uh, the Sasha skin a little bit, which led into this match. Uh, Bailey won, you know, on on the cheap side. Little roll up, the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling. The roll up, you know, of course, holding the ropes, you know, doing what she felt she had to do. And we get a little. Yes, uh, <laughs> we had a little um, a little mixed tag action this week as well, which was an interesting dynamic. We had Dolph, uh, the, the newly formed team of Dolph Ziggler. Sonya Deville uh, going up against our favorite couple in wrestling right now, Otis in the beautiful, very thick, might I add, Mandy Rose. <laughs> oh, man, they they are entertaining bunch indeed, man. How, how you feel about Otis getting his just due, especially with the, with the random absence of, uh, of Tucker Knight? Man. Yeah, what's, Tucker's injured right now, isn't he? Is he injured? I, you know, it's messed up because I should know these things. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, think I, he was injured. No, I think that's why they've. Um, I think that's why they're running this um, solo Otis storyline right now is because he's injured. Yeah, and I mean, hey, no complaints, WWE. We thank you because Otis is entertaining as fuck, <laughs> bar none. And just I mean, no, mm-hmm. no complaints as long as Tucker don't get lost in the shuffle when he come back. Yeah, yeah. That, you know Vince right. already. You know Vince already don't fuck with tag teams like that. So he really don't. If you see that the if you see that Otis is is doing better solo, he might try to split them up. Mm, yeah, I mean, for us as fans, that would suck. But you got to think. I don't even know who I would compare Otis to, but Otis is very much a throwback to somebody. 
and I can't really put my finger on it right now, but Otis just has a really solid character overall, and I just I, I like what he's doing. I, I think the person that you're thinking of is Ryback. Oh no, no, because Ryback wasn't. Ryback didn't have a lot of the comedic. No, I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, yeah, Ryback was supposed to be a, a serious character. Just, you know, the fans didn't, couldn't take him seriously like that. And, you know, now he's doing podcasts. He has his nutrition line and everything. So. No, Otis's character is like somebody who took too many chair shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, a, like a Eugene that could really go. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's strong as hell. Yo, I just seen dude. Uh I just seen him on Twitter. I, I think I follow him now. I didn't even know he was still around. But yeah, he, Eugene's still being Eugene these days. <laughs> so he kinda he kinda gives off a, a, a super small Eugene vibe, but not as kidding. It's, it's it's very, very, very dope. But uh but yeah, man, um of course DeVille and Ziggler. Uh, they have this interesting sort of, you know, heel dynamic of things. And, of course, we know Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, formerly known as Fire and Desire, were a big tag team at one time. Yes, we know they're best friends off the grid. But, uh, yeah, man, the, the way they really mixing it up with them is pretty cool. Um, dope, dope match, entertaining match all the way around. Uh, now, we, uh, we find out also – that uh yeah man uh Hardy beat it Seamus, Jeff Hardy beat it Seamus. And uh I think he's going on in the uh the Intercontinental title tournament. So next week in the semifinals, just to Yeah, that shit's that shit's weak, man. Jeff Hardy needs to go on somewhere. <laughs> not not feeling the charismatic indictment no more. Man, his I mean Maybe just go somewhere else. I don't know. He just – he keep on leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. And I know he's not, like, retiring. I know he got reasons he'd be out, either be injured or, you know, his drug addiction right. or his legal problems. Right, or, right. You know, whatever is going on. But, yeah, nah, shouldn't it – what – I mean, shit, is his merch selling like that? Like, why they still putting him over? Uh, I mean, because, you know, he is a Hardy boy at the end of the day. Like, Matt Hardy has completely re- completely reinvented himself. So, regardless of where yeah, he goes. Jeff ain't. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Jeff reinvented himself in Impact for a very short time. That's how we got the obsolete shit from him. But, right, exactly. With a little bit, you know, with, with Matt. But yeah. As far as like what he's doing, he's still doing the same face paint shit. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, I feel like once his contract is officially up over there, you know where he's going because you know where his brother is, and he's doing very well <laughs> over there, definitely. But uh, but next week in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament semifinals, we got two matches. I'm really excited about. Um, Elias versus AJ Styles, that's going to be dope. And we got uh, Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan, which have faced each other before, and I like when they face each other. So that's going to be pretty fucking cool, if I do say so myself. Um, You know, and again, you know, much love to Jeff Hardy, man. We just really want to see kind of a 
We just want to see something refreshing. That's all. We love Jeff. We just don't want to see the same shit over and over again. That's all. Uh, I mean, he didn't, he didn't got his pops for coming back, you know? Hell yeah. Now, now, it's time to end. now it's time to step it up a little bit. I totally agree. I completely agree. Uh, let's move on to uh, one of the coolest pay-per-views uh, on the planet. Uh, and that was um, AEW Double or Nothing 2020. Very, 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 very fun show. I'm not not mad at the show at all. Of course, we all had, you know, aspirations of being in Vegas, being at the event, of course, with everything that went down. But it was still nice to just have some entertaining wrestling on a Saturday, chilling at home with a beer, doing the damn thing. So there was a um, there was an AEW uh, World Tag Team Championship number one contenders match on the uh, the buy-in, which is uh, you know their free pre-show um, on YouTube. Yeah, Private Party versus the Best Friends, mixing it up, doing what the fuck they do. Um, best Friends uh, beat Private Party. Which I'm kind of half and half about. I like both teams, but, you know, of course, I'm a ride for, for us, if you know what I mean. So it would have been nice to see Private Party get that. But the best friends are dope, too. And they have a lot of steam behind them, especially with the addition of Orange Cassidy. It, that just really – Yeah, and the best friend has been holding it down longer. So Yeah, yeah, of course. Just as far as, like, um, being being on, um, on actual AEW – live television, you know, of course. Whether, they, whether they've won more than they've lost, they're putting their, um, you know, they're showing improvement. So. Of course. And, you know, for, the, for, for those of you who are like real, real, real wrestling fans of, of the indies, you already know Trent's work. You already know, you know, Chuck Taylor's work, Sexy Chuck and T doing his thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's cool. Best friends defeated private parties. So they are the number one contenders for, the AEW World Tag Team Championship, man. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see them face the champs. And then, of course, we had the uh, the casino ladder match, uh, which basically was kind of like AEW's version of, of Money in the Bank mm-hmm. to, where, to where the winner gets a AEW World Championship shot. Uh, so the we winner had- gets a giant casino chip? Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that was pretty cool. I like I like the big casino chip. That was dope. Uh, yeah, man. So we had we had about nine people in that match, man. We uh, who do we get? We had Scorpio Sky. We had uh, Frankie Kazarian. We had Kip Sabian, man. We had Jimmy Havoc. Um, it was a lot of a lot of dope. Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana, shot down in the building. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Joe Janela. And then, and then, then. And, of course, we've seen, uh, you know, the Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt and everything. But one thing that I was excited about, we seen Taz come out. And Taz brought a certain someone with him from Impact Wrestling. Uh, NBC. Well, I don't think you're the only person who was excited about this. Yeah, oh yeah, we know the fans were excited about it. Uh, I believe the uh, Neo, I believe Neo was excited about it. Hey man, Brian Cage, Brian Cage, the fucking machine. The came, machine. The machine came out there with Taz, did his damn thing, man. 
you know, uh, Darby Allen, of course, tried to interrupt him. Cage dropped him with his signature drill claw. He wasn't going for none of that noise. Brian Cage got his ass up there, last entrant, fucking pulls the, the, the poker chip. So he'll be the one facing our world champion, which as of right now is John Moxley. But that subject changed at some point. But dope to see Brian Cage uh, in AEW. He's officially signed the contract, so he's there now. And I just look forward to seeing what the fuck he does. It's, it's very, very, very dope happening over there. Teak, your thoughts? I'm excited to see him wreak havoc. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And, and, and I mean... Taz, Taz is my dude also. So. Of course. Having Taz as a manager, I don't think Taz has ever done the managerial thing. No. So this is different. I like yeah, it. They done took Taz off the mic and got him doing doing the manager thing. You know, brought Cage in. Cage big as hell. <laughs> get some, we can get some big man matches. We can get Cage and, and Warbelow. And, um, <laughs> Did you call him that again? <laughs> And um and yeah, I hope he beat the shit out of Moxley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, Brian Cage to AEW doing his damn thing. Now we get to the and of course we get to the actual event. We had uh, Jungle Boy and MJF, solid friggin' match all the way around, man. They that was a, a pretty pretty crazy match all the way around. Um, you know, of course in the end. MJF, you know, <laughs> had to do what he had to do to win that match. Hey, man, MJF say he better than you, and you know it. And maybe he's he's proving that to people, man. What are your thoughts on, on MJF versus Jungle Boy? How do you feel about both these guys individually? I didn't catch that match. Um, but, yeah, all MJF does is put the ring on and punch somebody with it. So. <laughs> Proper yeah. heel shit, man. Is he doing what he got to do, or is he just – or is that just what he going to do? He's just being a heel, man. I think he's really doing a hell of a job at it. I, I, I like him for it. He's probably one of my favorite heels in wrestling today. And uh, him and Jungle Boy, man, really put on the plenty. Much love to Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, son of Luke Perry, doing his fucking thing in the wrestling world. He has really made waves for himself, and I'm sure somewhere up in that wrestling ring in the sky, uh, filming an edition of 90210 in heaven. His father is very proud of him. Now, uh, we move on to... I'm sorry, did you just say that they were filming an episode of 90210 inside of a wrestling <laughs> ring in the sky? Hey, you know, I, it, it happens, and I, I might be a little high right now. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> and, and that's, but that's neither here or there. So uh, <laughs> we'll get into um, the, t the uh, inaugural TNT Championship match. Uh, between the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer. Of course, we had Double A Arn Anderson and Brandy Rhodes in Cody's corner, Nightmare Family representing, and we had the legendary Jake the Snake Roberts in Lance Archer's corner. And then presenting the AEW uh, uh, TNT title, which right now the belt is not all that great, but from what we understand, <laughs> they had to. They had to rush that out, uh, but I think they're going to do some, some touch-ups to it and really make it dope for the foreseeable future. But anyway, it exists. TNT Championship. Presenting the TNT title, Iron Mike Tyson, 53 years old, probably still 
knock your whole skeleton out your body. Uh, man, Tyson comes through. You know, he <laughs> man, Ty, you know, Tyson comes through, and you know, Jake wanted to bring that snake when uh when him and Arn got into it, man. Tyson wasn't going for it. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, you know, long story short, Cody won after multiple uh, crossroads finishers to take the big man down. And I thought that was very believable because it seems like one crossroads just wouldn't be enough for uh, for the murder hog monster, man. What are your thoughts? Man, he been having he been having to give everybody multiple crossroads. They ain't <laughs> protecting that move right now. Yeah, which kind of sucks because it's such a dope move. Why wouldn't you protect your man's? You know, of course, you know. I, I'm like, man, what y'all trying to set him up and make you have a new finish or something? No, you got to go ahead. You know, protect that move now. Now he's a champion, and I feel like well deserved. Like we call this. You know, they just. You know, they just try to make him like that underdog champion. So, got to make it seem like that he got to do so much more to win the match. Oh, I got to get him three, three crossroads. But then it's also dope because at the same time, it's like, just like we talked about last week, Cody is in a position where this is his baby. This is, this is partially his wrestling organization. He could have easily put the strap on himself a long time ago. But Cody still shouldn't have put the strap on himself. You don't think Archer so? should have got this Archer should have got it. You know, I mean, I, I granted I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad either way, but you but you don't think that Cody should have got it right now, bro bro? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, I like Cody. I feel like because for this last year he's been doing all his guys right. It's only fair that, that he at least get one belt. Even if he don't hold it for that long. To, for him to actually, you know, he's not he's not about to hold it that long. Jack Perry about to take it off of him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Jungle Boy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and TNT Championship. I like this. I mean, the TNT Champion. I like the sound of that. Um, there's a couple. Then he people. can come. Then he can come out riding on Luchasaurus back with the title, holding the yeah. title up. Yeah, yeah. That's a good look. Or hell, even even MJF, you know, on some heel shit. You know, he, he looks like a TV champion. Uh, he don't that, want he don't want to carry that belt around because it don't look good. Ah uh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, belt, that belt looking like the twenty four seven title or uh, the, <laughs> the cruiserweight title or something. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they decided to go with the red strap. I was like, is y'all trying to copy? Copy WWE with the red strap. I'm actually not mad at the red strap. To be honest, yeah, but the red strap with the red strap with nothing else with that with that etched on silver, it just looked plain. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, this looks like some shit that you order online for your um (laughs) for for your um for your company. For your fantasy football league or something. Yeah. <laughs> it do look like a fantasy football belt. But again, you know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt because again, from what we understand, they had no choice but to rush the belt out for the event and they're supposed to be touching it up. So we'll see what it looks like in the in the foreseeable weeks. Um, we had a uh, ladies ladies match between um, Penelope Ford, accompanied uh, by Kip Sabian 
and uh, my girl Chris Statlander. And uh, Chris Statlander, of course, defeated defeated Ford. Cool women's match, man. And uh, but Penelope Ford was honestly the true star in that match. She definitely showed out. I thought that was really cool. Uh, of course, we had the um, of course we had Dustin Rhodes, the Natural, taking on the Chairman Sean Spears. And of course, that was you know that was that Rhodes won, defeated Sean. Uh, no DQ match for the AEW Women's Title. Uh, Hikaru Shida taking on the Beast Nyla Rose, and in something that we did not expect at all, Hikaru Shida, the Women's Champion, the Women's Champion. Yeah, man, title change. Hikaru Shida defeated uh, Nyla Rose in what was honestly not a bad match. It was really dope, and just the whole. You know, the whole build to this match was really all about Sheeta, so it was that's what made it really solid. And then we get into the AEW World Title match with John Moxley taking on uh, the Exalted One, Brody Lee, leader of the Dark Order. Uh, again, another crazy, crazy, crazy match. <clears throat> we seen some dope spots. We seen some dirt going on. Uh, we talking. Whole nine yards. Moxley defeated Brody Lee with a rear chokehold, which I thought made sense for his character, you know, a little bit. That's kind of like a no-nonsense, violent-type dude, no longer wearing jeans, but now wearing, like, cargo. <laughs> so is he, car- so is he cargo, uh, <laughs> cargo Moxley? <laughs> now, um, yeah, solid match all the way around. Moxley, of course, retained the AEW World Title. Uh, thoughts on Moxley and Brody Lee? Um, I don't know, man. Brody Lee should have won. Think so? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't much build up to to this, and I just feel like. I don't know. It could have went either way. Like, Mox is the champion. That's fine. I want him to be a strong fighting champion. So, of course, taking some people out. But I feel like, you know, just the same way Cage came in and won the, the Battle Royal or whatever, I feel like, you know, when you bring somebody in and you want them to be strong or be a threat, then they should win. So, I felt like um, Brody Lee should have won, even though he had been running around with the title anyway. But, yeah. They, they, it would have been cool to see Brody Lee with the strap. I totally agree. Um, you know, is that the the heel champion? He got the faction going for him. That would have made a lot of sense, especially considering, just like you said. But I guess they just did that though with Jericho. You know, correct. That that makes a lot of sense, also. So yeah, man. Um, but solid match all the way around. Definitely, definitely dope. But uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, Dark Order. Uh, like I said, I'm liking them now with with Bro in the league, so that's pretty cool. Uh, then we had the main event of the night, which was the stadium stampede match uh, between the inner circle. Of course, that is uh, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Santana and Ortiz, basically taking on the elite. Uh, we had Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega with the added addition of Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. So, 
Shit, it was a lot of different Matt Hardys in that match. (laughs) We did see version one, right? I thought that was cool. Yeah, they showed a couple of them when he kept getting dunked in the pool. Yeah, man. It was like every time he got dunked in the pool and came out, he was reincarnated as a different one. (laughs) That was pretty sweet, man. Matt, I'll tell you what. If nothing else, Matt knows how to put on a a fucking show, man. Like, as old as he is and as long as he's been around, I, I don't know why his brother doesn't really take a page out of his book. But Matt knows how to reinvent himself. He knows the wrestling business. He knows how this shit goes. And they that, even had a they even had a Matt fact pop up when yeah, he was getting dunked. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That that's what really made the version one part though. Listen, it was just a lot of dope spots in that entire match. It's just some really cool shit. Uh with of course the coolest spot at the end of the match was Kenny Omega coming from the stands, giving uh, giving Guevara the one-wing angel through a wood platform out of the stands. Craziest spot, one of the craziest spots I've ever seen. Uh, the Elite defeated the Inner Circle after... That spot didn't resonate with me that much, man, because you, you can tell so? that that was... I feel like that, that, um, that stage was, like, sloppily put together. They put that together for that stunt. That wasn't a, a real stage. And once they went through it, you could see the way that it fell apart. I was like, uh, like that was kind of kind of hokey. Y'all built that just for that so that y'all could have something soft to go through. Amen. I think um, I feel like the um, the standout in the stadium stampede was Hangman Page. Oh, yes, sir. Coming, coming onto the field with the horse. Oh, yes. Doing some real cowboy Hangman. shit. Chasing Sammy Wackovera around, and then, um, <laughs> and then going going to the pub, and then him and um, what's his name Hagar having yeah. an actual bar fight. <laughs> that shit was cool, man. Yeah, Jake, him and Jake Hagar in the bar fight. Yeah, Hangman Page living up to his name, doing some real cowboy shit. I wasn't mad at that at all. Right. Yeah. Like, he said you came. He said you came to drink or you came to fight. Facts. Facts. Absolutely, man. But no, solid match all the way around. I can't I can't continue to express how much I thoroughly enjoyed that, man. So uh much love to the whole to the whole elite and the whole inner circle on that and AEW for even thinking of putting something like that together. It was just it was chaotic, it was absurd, it was creative as fuck, and it was just really a good time overall. That's the type of shit you want to watch on a Saturday night with a beer, you know, smoking on some good good. It, it it just it was just a hell of a lot of fun to watch flat out bar none. Um, we we move on to uh, Monday Night Raw, okay? And Raw was crazy. Uh, of course, there was a couple of different dynamics. We had a we had a submission match between uh, Natty and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, of course, um, you know, being the the dominant person that she's always been. But then there were, but then there were some uh, some other additions. And one thing that we didn't know, one thing that we didn't know that they ended up doing on Raw was uh, they had the uh, performance center recruits and some NXT stars uh, out at ringside. So taking a page from AEW, putting some of the employees out there to serve as a crowd, and by putting a kind of a plexiglass barricade up over the crowd, over the ramp, this, that, and the third. 
it was uh, I, I wasn't too I wasn't too excited about the barricade because I just thought it took away from the stage. Maybe if they had to just put it around the ring, but again, it was cool having the, the NXT performance and the guys out there serving as the crowd. Got a little bit of that element. It really made this week's Raw kind of fun. Don't you agree? Yeah, the the barricade stuff around the the stands was kind of like um, like hockey. A hockey arena. I was just about to say, yep, yep, some good old NHL in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But no, that shit was cool. Um, you know, there was a there was a KO show um, that we had going on. Oscar, who of course right now is the Raw Women's Champion, she shows up. You know, does a thing, and uh, yeah, man, you know. Charlotte came down, and then Natty joined the party, and then Owens left the ring and just let them do what they do. So that was just that. That was a lot of fun. Now, uh, let's talk about something really cool that happened, um, and I'm thinking you know what I'm gonna go into. We had a United States title match uh, between Andrade and Apollo Crews. Uh, first of all, these are two solidly athletic individuals. Uh, we know Apollo Crews from his days in the independence, days in the independence of the Nation. We know Andrade's been running roughshod around both NXT and Monday Night Raw, especially now with having Selena Vega, uh, Angel Garza at his side, and, and uh, formerly Austin Theory, but now Austin's with the other guys, which we'll get into that later. But uh, Andrade's been doing his damn thing. Uh, but uh, a very welcomed very welcomed title change happened, and uh, Apollo Crews is the new United States champion. They put they put a strap on another black man, which I always appreciate, and a damn good one at that. Take your thoughts. Oh yeah, that's what's up. I mean, um, Apollo Crews been um, shit been being shitted on for a long time now so, in WWE. So yeah, man. So it was that's nice. What's to- up. It was I don't nice. They're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. They can throw him with um, with um, Bobby Lashley. And MVP. Yeah. Yeah. That would be lit. That would be very lit. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at that at all, and I think it'd be like a perfect addition to that team. <laughs> but it'd be like two bald head black guys, super swole. <laughs> right. <laughs> the baldies again, like ECW. <laughs> That's funny as hell. But, no, um, definitely love to see Apollo with a belt. And it was dope because he finished them off with his old finisher on the on the independent circuit, the damn combination uh, press slam, moonsault, standing shoot, star press. Like, that shit was cool. I was like, oh, shit, he finished them the right way. I thought that was cool as hell. So, you know. Right. He was, he was doing that when he first came in. Yeah, yeah. That's but, what that's what people were shocked about that he got that win with just that. It's like you've been doing that. Yeah, but you know they, you know for for the longest he wasn't using that. He was using that that kind of uh, blue thunder style bomb for a minute. So the fact that he went he went back to that was uh, was pretty fucking dope. So I thought that was cool. And then there was some uh, there was some interesting uh, dynamic here. We had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Versus the Iconics, Iconic, as uh, as our boy Rock would say. Um, yeah, man, listen, the Iconics 
they have came back with a vengeance. Uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, they're looking real solid. Uh, you know, definitely running rough shot through Alexa and, and, uh, and uh, who am I trying to say? Nikki, as much as I enjoy their dynamic as well, man. But we got to show love to the Iconics, man. It's, it's just their time. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um, on what exactly? Just, Iconics breaking up? Oh, just uh, – no, not <laughs> the Iconics breaking up. They're not going to break them up, bro. They're too solid, my dude. They're too solid. They're not going to break them up right now, bro. It wouldn't even be time, man. But uh, anywho, uh, yeah, man. So I, I definitely love the. the hey, you want to see if um you want to see if you can bring Rand on? He just um hit us in the group chat. He did, and I'm wondering if he wants to go ahead and uh and swing through, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if we can get uh the big man on uh our our lead Booker. Um, let's see. Even though we already went through um, double or nothing, but he might have some thoughts that he wants to drop on um, on the stampede. Yeah, man, I hope so. It would be nice. It would be nice to have him. I definitely just told him to hop in uh, while we're you know waiting to hear a response from uh, from Mega Rand. Let's uh, let's move forward. Talk about some other things. Of course, we had uh, Drew McIntyre in the VIP lounge with MVP, and uh, of course MVP assured. Drew McIntyre, that he wouldn't have that belt for that long, and it would, in fact, uh, be Bobby Lashley taking it from him at some point. Um, Bobby Lashley, of course, came down there and, you know, thought shit was sweet. And then, you know, of course, MVP ended up catching the Claymore fish troubles. <laughs> I swear to God, Drew McIntyre is getting quicker and quicker with the damn kicks. Don't you, don't you agree? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, um, the funny funny thing about that one though was that it didn't seem like it affected um, MVP too much. Yeah, he was able to he was able to get out the ring and and him and Bobby Lashley was able to you know go on about their business. So maybe um, MVP done took too many of them claymores to the face. So. Yeah, <laughs> now he used to them. Nah, I feel you. That is kind of interesting. Now, um, another cool thing that went on, uh, we had a match with uh, Angel Garza and uh, a returning, of course, uh, of course, Kevin Owens. You know, this is, this is only like I think his, his second match or so since he's been back. Um, Garza and Owens, dope match. Dope match all the way around. Very shocked at the outcome. I can't believe that. They uh they put over Angel Garza, but you gotta admit, with the new faction, it might it, that might have been a big move. I know the, the Latinos were excited about it. I get it. Hey, I love Angel Garza. Uh, your thoughts, man? That was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean Kevin Owens is back, so you know you would think that they would um be pushing Kevin Owens. I don't really know what the plans is for Garza because right now, like he's just kind of like somebody else on the group. I mean, I know the group just got two people in it, but it's like Andrade is the focus. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they they kind of boosting Garza up. I mean, for them to, for them to even put him up on the main roster as quick as they did, 
I just, I, you know, I like the, the dynamic between him and Andrade. I think it's a great team, you know, bar nothing, no bullshit. So uh, I'm really enjoying their dynamic, Zelina and her uh, interesting outfit, outfits, excuse me, which we should note that the, um, the outfit that she had on this week on Raw was actually created by the same people that created Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman outfit in Batman Returns. So shout out oh, to nice. them. Yeah, yeah, definitely some shouts out to Catwoman uh, on that uniform. So that was that, that was pretty tight. Zelina always coming with the fashion, doing their thing. Um, the the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, man. I, I don't know what's going on with this. I mean, obviously the Profits are going to make it entertaining. Uh, last time we had them playing basketball. This time they were out golfing. <laughs> You know, I get it. You know, and it was in this school, and you know, there were obvious, there were obvious references to uh, a couple of our favorite movies, stuff like Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack, and different things of that nature. So I get what they're trying to do. It's just both teams are just really solid wrestlers. I just don't really want to see them doing a bunch of goofy shit right now. So it kind of, it kind of blows me a little bit. Teak, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they just ain't got no story for them, nothing for them to do right now. Um, they probably still just trying to, like, social distance, so not have that many people in the performance center at one time. So if they're able to do um, sketches and things like that and skits um, outside of the performance center to involve the wrestlers to keep them on TV, I think that's what they're doing. So, you know, that's why they're, you know, at the bowling alley or at the – um, fucking batting cages, <laughs> fucking, go kart track. Yeah, all all the stuff that they're doing. Put these marks on a roller coaster or something. <laughs> <laughs> Six Flags or some shit, going super crazy. All right, and then of course, um, you know, Seth Rollins brought out his guys, um, Murphy and newest addition to. Uh, the Messiah's camp is, uh, of course, Austin Theory. So Murphy and Austin Theory took on uh, Humberto Carrillo and my boy Alistair Black. Now, the only issue I had with this match is it was a little short for me because I thought it was just a hell of a lot of fun. But, you know, cool part about that is they they put my man Theory over. He hit uh, Carrillo with the, with the ATL, which is basically a modified TKO. Uh, did his damn thing. I don't even know what the acronym for that is uh, for. That is for did, they, did they change his name now? No, he's still Austin Theory. <laughs> I think when they, I, they, they ain't take one of his names away like Buddy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I mean, I think for, for where they was going with with him being involved in the story with, with Rollins and shit, I don't, I don't think that Buddy fit you know, the thing Murphy's fine. It, it makes sense. A guy named Austin Theory in that faction makes sense. I don't think you can really take anything away from someone named Austin Theory. You can take that seriously in any promotion. And, uh, and yeah, it looks like, man, you know, under the tutelage of the Monday Night Messiah, these two guys are definitely looking to be a force to reckon with. But it's also given a lot more TV time to uh, people like Alistair Black, for example, and Alistair's having quality opponents and things of that nature. So I'm not mad at that at all. Very, very, very dope stuff. Um, there was a three-way women's match. 
We had NXT champion Charlotte take on Nia Jax and Natalya. Um, you know, of course, everybody did their thing. The ladies did their thing. Uh, you know, Jax. So actually, Nia Jax and um, Nia Jax injured Kari Sane, right? That's that's what I heard. You know, I don't. I read something that said that they had to stop that. That they had to stop that match in the middle of a match or something like that. Um, so I don't know. I didn't see it, but yeah, well, that's that's what I heard. But you know, either way, um, Naya ended up pinning Natty after Samoan drop. So uh, you know, Naya got an assist by um. Uh, what's her name? Throwing her back in the ring, Oscar. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, it was nice. It's always nice to see uh, to see Nia get put over for sure, for sure. Um, Street Pop, Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Um, you know that was gonna be a thing, but of course, you know they, you know they had they they, they had their match or whatever, and they you know they did. They, I thought it was just okay. But, uh, of course, Bobby Lashley won, had uh, Montez Ford and the full Nelson. So, I don't know how you – Bobby Lashley didn't win. Bobby Lashley got disqualified. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I totally forgot about that. He did get disqualified. What did you think about Bobby Lashley using the full Nelson? Is this some sort of ode to Chris Masters or something as he's continuing to try to find his niche? Going back to that now. Like the master lock. Basically, I kind of feel like that's where they're going with this. Like, no way you're going to break the last lock. This I can't hear right you there. Oh, yes, I'm here. Basically, no way you could break the, the last lock or some shit like that, if you will. So, that's pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, man. But outside of that, it was a cool, you know, it was a cool way to end the show. We seen some some rivalry, of course, between Lashley and McIntyre. They did, they thug Bizzle. And uh, yeah, man, that was that. Pretty crazy all the way around. Um, but yeah, man, Raw wasn't a terrible show at all. I thought I thought Raw was pretty cool. Um, I'll briefly touch on NXT uh, because there was some cool highlights to NXT. There was a, a great cruiserweight match um, between uh, Kushida, Drake Maverick, and Jake Atlas, in which... Uh, uh, Drake Maverick won, you know, so it's nice to see him getting back over. We had uh, Gargano versus Adrian Alanis. Gargano, you know, with the escape doing his thug fizzle. Shasi Blackheart and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel won, doing her thing. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai taking on Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green. That was not a bad tag match at all. Um, Charlotte and uh, and Chelsea, I thought, did they damn thing. I think they they could essentially be uh, a force to be reckoned with. And, of course, we had another stellar announcement about the upcoming uh, NXT TakeOver in your house pay-per-view. We are going to see a solid match uh, between Adam Cole, Bebe, and Velveteen Dream at that pay-per-view. Are they going to be fighting in, are they going to be fighting in Adam's house? <laughs> uh, I don't believe they'll be fighting in Adam's house, but... Well, who house they fighting in, then? <laughs> I mean, oh, you, you feel that Adam's house is NXT? Is that what you're saying? Oh! No, I'm, saying, I'm saying because it's WWE, they're doing the NXT in your house, <laughs> and isn't the, 
isn't the reason that they're doing this, just like how they just did. Correct, um, correct, correct. So they are. So they they the money on the bank is so that they can have matches other places besides the performance center, right? Absolutely. So they so they did announce that it was going to be a match at a special location. I just don't believe they announced what that location was going to be yet. So it's going to be Gargano's house. <laughs> oh man. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, took down a jobber. And uh, but then we got a little bit of uh, a dynamic between him and uh, newly signed Carry On Cross, or as we know him as Killer Cross. And then uh, the main event, which was crazy, by the way, never seen a match like this before. We had NXT, what they call pit fight. Um, Matt Riddle versus uh, his former partner, Timothy Thatcher. First of all, this was a modified cage. There were no ropes. And they were just going at it. They were doing their thing. It was like watching UFC and WWE form. Great concepts. And, so it was uh, like a Lions Den match or something. Basically, it was like a Lions Den match. And we had uh, the Olympic legend, Kurt Angle, WWE Hall of Famer, as special guest referee to that match which I thought was a pretty cool decision, man. Uh, Teak, your thoughts? Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, they're just trying to figure out different things to make it so that it's not just as noticeable that, you know, that we're tired of watching wrestling with no fans. <laughs> I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and then, of course, uh, we get into this week's AEW, well, this past week's AEW Dynamite. So, We'll say yes, AEW Dynamite. Uh, we had a cool little tag. We had a cool little tag team match. It was uh, Broken Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks versus Joey Janela in Private Party. Of course, Hardy and the Bucks won, doing they thug dizzle, and we ended up seeing a certain tag team out of their contract getting to do their thing, appearing on AEW TV for the very first time. Uh, WWE fans know them as the Revival. We can now call them FTR. Uh, Cash Wheeler, formerly known as Dash Wilder, and uh, Dax Harwood, formerly known as, I forgot what their name is on WWE. But it was great seeing them again uh, doing a thug dizzle. Uh, you know, we've seen the Shatter Machine. We've seen a little bit of dynamic between them and the Young Bucks. And unlike WWE, I feel like they really like tag teams and factions over there at AEW. So I feel like FTR is going to do really well uh, over there. Teak, your thoughts? Sure. Why do they think that um, that is so cool to keep driving their truck up to the ring? Because <laughs> Cody did that, and now they did that. And it's like, okay, so what's up? Hey, y'all wrestling outside? Like, <laughs> you just keep driving your truck all the way up to the barricades, and then I mean, they only able to do that because ain't no fans there and shit. But you know, if yeah, if, if that's what if, they. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it. Knock the knock the barricade down. Like, drive the truck all the way up to the ring or something. You know, like. No, that's true. That's true. I agree. If you're gonna do some extreme shit like that, really make it extreme. Make it like when they show, like when they show Cody do it, like he was in the he was in a truck and he only drove up a couple feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my my thoughts exactly. Absolutely, you absolutely right about that. See, 
it would be it would be dope to see them do something a little better with that. But still, I thought it was cool as hell seeing you know the, the boys FTR walk up. Like I said, there was uh, they, they took out the butcher and the blade. That was a great super kick right into the shadow machine spot. That I, that's still one of my favorite tag team finishes of the last ten years. That move is off the chain. It's a very it's a more violent three D. <laughs> with the uh, you know, with the knee hit, it's the it's the three knee, the three knee, the three knee. <laughs> I forgot you called it <laughs> the three knee. Uh, then we seen <coughs> we seen, of course, AEW newcomer Brian Cage, the Machine, of course, accompanied by Taz, um, taking on uh, Lee Johnson. You know, Jobber doing his thing, of course. Cage just annihilated the poor man, beat him with the drill claw, which for those of you that don't know what that is, if you've ever seen the Scott Steiner screwdriver, same move. Mm-hmm. After the match, uh, we had, you know, we had Taz. Taz showed up. Like you said, Taz was going to be the mouthpiece to what Brian Cage is. Taz got up there and utilized his original catchphrase in the favor of of Brian Cage, which I thought was dope because I'm a Super Taz fan. And that was always one of my favorite phrases. Beat me if you can, survive if I let you. If I let you. Yes. <laughs> my man said, beat him if you can, survive if he lets you. Now I got hiccups and shit. Uh, but anyway, very very dope seeing him do his, do his thing for sure. Um, of course, we've seen... Uh, Britt Baker kind of give us an update on what's supposed to be her her injury and and that sort of thing. Um, that whole segment was cool. Y'all watched that on uh, on Dynamite. It is. A bit- Hold on, you can't you can't rush through that segment without talking about the fact that her wheelchair said "role model" on the back. It did. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're but right. it's right. but it was but it was R O L L. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Don't hurt the role model, man. Can't hurt, can't hurt the role model. Yo, <laughs> Britt Baker is on fire, man. She's doing a thug dizzle. I'm not mad at her at all. Uh, of course, we've seen uh, new AEW women's champion, Ricardo Sheeta, take on take on uh, Christy James, in which, uh, of course, Sheeta won, did a thing, Falcon Arrow for the, uh, for the pinning victory there. Cody issued an open challenge to any and everybody in the AEW locker room for the uh, TNT title, which that was the twenty four seven title. <laughs> nah, man, I think it's just I think it's just gonna make for some really cool matches. <laughs> Not the open challenging like you, John Cena. I think they're gonna make that belt important. I, I really do. I can't. I can't stress enough how important that belt is going to be in the coming months. TNT's rich history with pro wrestling uh, and for them to now have have that back after so many years. Um, Just really cool stuff, man. So, you know, like I said, I just want to see a better looking belt, but I get it. Uh, There was also a a tag match. We had uh, SCU versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. So that was a really solid, solid match, of course. With uh, with Sabian and Havoc picking up the win against SCU, which I thought was crazy. I'm not I'm not known for for SCU losing that much, man. 
Nigga, hold your breath because you got the hiccups. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, man. But uh, also, last thing, thank you so much. I just got some water, so I'm going to take care of that right, right now. <laughs> That's going to be all on the joint. Uh, you know, and then, of course, there's uh, – what Cody actually ended up announcing is he's going to do, um, he's going to officiate a battle royal. And the winner of that battle royal, which is going to, which is going to take place on an episode of Dynamite on Wednesday, June 3rd, uh, winner of that battle royal is going to be basically in the number one contender spot for the TNT title. So you already so know. They just, they just, they had that battle royal tonight. Hmm. Or yesterday, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tweaking. Uh, and then that ended up, yeah, obviously because we were talking about Jungle Boy. So Jungle Boy won. He's gonna be the one uh, you feel like to beat Cody. Am I correct? No, it'll just be funny. A lot of dope I don't spots. think he's actually. I don't think he's actually gonna beat him. But if he did beat him, it would be funny. Yeah, yeah. I would. I wouldn't be mad either way. But they can't just take the strap off Cody that fast. Um, no, they're gonna try to use him to bring prestige to the title. Um, of course, of course, of course. And then, of course, um, we had a inner circle pet rally <laughs> where these marks just gave gifts to each other. And and then, of course, Mike Tyson comes out, and you know. Mike Tyson's not the best on the mic. Granted, wrestling is not his thing, but he still goes in there and does it. And, uh, you know, of course, Jerry. He also had an issue trying to tear his shirt off. Yeah, he did. He really did. But either way, still looked like Shirts, a star. You've got you to gotta pre-tear the shirts, Mike. they got to be – got to already have, have the had a V-neck in it. Rip that's, it first. That's right. Tear. That's right. Put the cut in it before you come out. That way, when you come out, you can just easily tear it off, man. But I tell, but work. I tell you, yeah, he, he does. But I tell you what, Mike Tyson's uh, physical form at fifty three looks a lot better than my physical form at almost thirty three. <laughs> that man swole, swole. He took off that shirt, looked like an old transformer. I'm like, nah, I don't no smoke with dude. And if you've been if you've been following social media lately, you've seen Mike Tyson's bag work. He ain't lost no steps. Okay, you still, still ain't trying to get hit by him. Nah, nah, not even in the slightest. I don't want no smoke. And I don't know if that man ever had kids. If he did, I would feel bad for his son trying to try him on some daddy. I'm growing that type shit. Yeah, that man gonna piece your ass up. Yeah, all right. Try that if you want to. So, yeah, man, it looks like, uh, you know, Tyson and Jericho had a little beef. Jericho mentioned uh, Tyson knocking him out on January 11, 2010, on a Monday night. Ding, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And, uh, yeah, you know, of course, you can always go YouTube that and see what happened. But, yeah, man, a little fight broke out between them two. And, uh, you know, the rest was history. But, yeah, man, a dope episode of AEW Dynamite this week. Like I said, go check it out on Hulu. If you got the Hulu with the live TV subscription, it's available on the TNT channel. Um, yeah, man, so some really cool wrestling this week. Um, again, June 6th, we got uh, a, uh, not AEW, uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House. 
uh, on June 6th, which is going to be a solid show overall. Of course, the, the confirmed matches that we know so far, we know that Finn's going to be taking on Damian Priest. We know that Tommaso Ciampa's going to be taking on uh, Carrion Cross, or Killer Cross, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we also we also now know, you know, it's it's that's gonna be a really fun that's gonna be a really fun show. Oh yeah, we know about Adam Cole and, and Velveteen Dream, man, and, and even just those three matches alone. And we we always joke about how NXT takeovers don't be having a bunch of matches on the card, but every match on the card be like a really solid, important, long but heavily entertaining match. Uh, your, your thoughts on, on that upcoming paper? Which pay-per-view? That's the takeover in your house. I know it's not for like another week or so, but it's dope to kind of, you know. Well, yeah, it'll be nice to see what they're going to do with this. I mean, the last pay-per-view, we didn't get um, – we haven't had an NXT pay-per-view in a minute, so. Yeah, it's been a while. It's definitely been a while, man, so. It's no since they didn't have the – yeah, since they didn't have the win during WrestleMania um, weekend, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 dope to just you know see the see the creative ways that you know everybody that's over the NXT brand, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, all them really taking a, a, a interest in and really making NXT something super enjoyable and really playing to what you know what they feel the, the fans really want to see, and they're doing a good job of it. And even to bring up the the in your house name after so many years, that alone was just. Uh, a solid thing to do on their part. So I, I really look forward to that. And we'll obviously touch on that more um, next week because next week will be the official go-home show for the NXT TakeOver uh, in your house show. So we'll touch on that a little bit more next week once we know all the confirmed matches, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, with that being said, um, do we have – I mean <laughs> – to, to ask you if you have a burial team would be a hell of an understatement at this point with everything that's going on in the world. Do you have a burial by any chance? Yeah, man, just bury it all. Bury it all. I agree. Bury, I, bury the police, bury the system, bury, you know. Yeah. Listen, take, take your pick. There's enough yeah. going on out here that I ain't got to tell you guys what to bury. You know, we yeah. all probably burying the same stuff right now more than anything than burying something. We um probably all mourning right oh, now as well. So my God, my God, man. And we'll you know we'll touch a little bit more on that on the Patreon episode. But I mean, y'all watch the news, y'all y'all see what's going on. Y'all seen dumbass get fact checked out here, and now he wants to stop social media's privacy. And that's a whole other story also, which we'll get into uh, <laughs> on the Patreon as well. Um, and in spirit of our boy Rock Knowledge, who couldn't make it to the show tonight, um, I believe I have a snack of the week. Um, it was It's brought up, and, and uh, I, I went ahead, and I, I reached back, and I I looked at some pics and I uh, really, you know, I was like, okay, okay. Um, I just recently started following her again because I kind of, I kind of shut shit down a little bit while I was married because a lot of the pictures that she posts, pretty crazy. But it, it's nice to see her again. 
There's a young lady by the name of Dominique Chin. Okay, she is Dominique L Chin C H I N N on Instagram, fellas. If you like them thick, if you like them thick, I'm talking about Amazon thick. Go check this girl out. And she she played too much. <laughs> she played too much. That's all I'm gonna tell you on that. So please, please, fellas. Do yourself a favor. Go look up Miss Dominique Chin on your social media platforms. Again, she is Dominique L. Chin, C-H-I-N-N, on Instagram. Please go look at that. She is something special indeed. Um, and on that note, we're going to get, we're going to uh, stop this right here. And we got a special episode coming up for our Patreon subscribers. For the rest of you listening on all of the other platforms that we run this on, we appreciate you for listening. We'll be back next week with some more wrestling, uh, a little bit more of everything in between. Uh, I appreciate my brother T for joining me. It's only the two of us today. You know, we we, we have for the Matt Mania podcast. We two out of four. Of course, shout out to our lead Booker and our, uh, our boy Mega Ren, our predecessor, who, uh, who set this up and, and let us do what we do. So we appreciate you always as well. You can't make it to the show, but uh, that's a whole other story. Anyway, man, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, oh, yeah. Y'all definitely need to go check out that Dominique Chan page. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think I figured you would enjoy that, sir. Yeah, she she played too much. And you got to read her captions, too, when she posts certain pictures. She be on bullshit talking about, you want to try it like this? She played too much, way too much. Check it out, man. Uh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna uh, get into our Patreon episode, so that'll be coming up for our Patreon subscribers. Continue to pay that money. Continue to support and all of our Matt Maniacs on social media. You already know how to find us at Matt Mania Podcast on Twitter, at Matt Mania Pod, Matt Mania Pod on Instagram. And uh, there'll be some revamps to the Facebook page coming soon. I'll try to make sure we get that together for the foreseeable future. Y'all already know how to find T. Call. He's at, at T underscore Hall on Instagram. He's at T. Call on Twitter. I, of course, am at G1 to the rescue on all your platforms except for Facebook. And on behalf of the rest of the squad who isn't here, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Stay up out here in these streets. Be safe. And it's always a part, no matter what you do, please keep your shoulders off the mat. You feel me? We out. We'll see y'all next week. You know what it is. Ooh-wee. What up? This Chocolate Thunder Willie Mac, and you tuning in to Matt Mania Podcast, baby, Westside. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.